Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 1, Episode 7. Uh... Uh, Jeff has asked me to issue a warning. Uh, I'll issue it again. Uh, there might be some violence and stuff in this that uh, you might not want to see. So if you want to leave, do so now. Otherwise, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Sam. Uh, just a real quick, quick recap. Um, mostly from my benefit, so you guys correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, last episode, we had the big rainstorm came in. You guys, some of you were spent um, in the town doing some more folklore research, getting some local stories. The rest of you went with the geology group. Um, the highlight for them was that you found an unusual rock, uh, two, two different colors, mostly dark uh, gray or black. But when it catches the light just right, there's a little hint of green that kept uh, making an appearance. Um, you guys did a bunch of tests and it kind of baffled you. It seems to be unknown. Um, and then there was a little mix up as far as who went where because of the rainstorm. And at one point the geology group was returning to the house. They got in the truck and the bridge washed out. So that was the last kind of action is that all this happened you guys managed to get safely to the shore um i'm going to say unless you guys want to really get into it um but i don't think we need to uh, as far as getting the truck out of the water i'm going to say you successfully through a series of back and forth a couple decks rolls a couple jumps things like that you managed to hook up some heavy ropes to the truck drag it up out of the water because it was only halfway in the water. Um, what I will say is that some of your equipment has gone missing, kind of just got washed out of the truck. Uh, Jerry, I believe your chemistry kit might be in jeopardy. Could you do a luck roll? Um, are we assuming that? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Are we assuming that Lewis is exactly as uh, lucky as Jerry? Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to say anything less than an 80 will pass. In other words, I'm looking for kind of a critical fail. On wow, he's even luckier than Jerry, but not today. With a 93. Oh, okay. Yep. So sadly, your chemistry kit has vanished, washed, washed, washed away. Um... Not sure how attached he would have been, but at this point, he's primarily attached to his uh, fingers that continue to be attached to him, and yeah. then the rest of his parts also. Uh, but his wits and composure, not so much. Nice. And can you guys remind me? I think it was either Jasper or Rod who had the small rock. Uh, it's it's Jasper. It's uh, Rod. Rod had the rock. Rod has it, yes. But Rod, as I recall, the last thing that was happening was Rod and 
um, Joe, was it, who drove the truck? The we're, yep. we're still halfway between the, the truck and the and the shore. We were pulling them in, but they mm-hmm. didn't have part of yeah. it. Yeah. And, of course, I skimmed over the fact that you guys saw something weird kind of fly right, by right. in the river, so. um, Rod, I think you pretty much had that rock specimen, like, safely in a pocket, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. it wasn't. I've got it. It's in, it's in it's in a ticket pocket, so I can um, close the button. And okay. it was wrapped, too, so. Yes, yes, it's wrapped up. Great. Yeah, because if you had left it in the truck, it might not be there. All right. Oh no no! This so, is this is this is this is going to be this is going to be my my big dissertation. This is. I I I probably say something offhanded to the sheriff, like, so Tug does. So it's like, so how often does your bridge wash out? You need to build a stronger bridge. Sheriff is not one to joke about things like that. So he's not going to answer you. He's just going to look at you. Right. Well, now we've got to dry off because we're all cold and wet. And... Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm going to say is like that all happened. Some of us more than others since Jerry went into the river. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, everything kind of is now resuming back to normal. And I'll fast forward to the point where you all can be back at the house at this point. Um, and you can just kind of talk about either what happened during the day or tell me what you want to do next or. Well, did we ever finish boarding off those uh, windows? I know we talked about it. I don't think we talked like specifically how you were going about it, but that needs to be done. Well, that's what we were in the middle of when the show. Yeah, didn't some, some, someone boarded it up. Um, they boarded it up very basically, and then we went right. to the store to get more supplies. So I, was fixing it. I believe was the plan of action. Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. So by now, we'll say it's like late afternoon, possibly right around dinner time, maybe. Um, the storm has led up to now to where it's basically just raining. Um, it, it's not it's not the heavy, heavy downpour like it was earlier. Um, everyone's sort of keeping busy, doing their own thing, having a cup of coffee, making a cup of tea, writing in their journals, writing notes. Um, you are doing schoolwork after all. Um, and at some point, Harry Higgins comes to the center of the main floor there and he looks around and, he's, and he says, where's Blaine? And it just is one of those things where, you know, he just slipped out at some point. Nobody took notice one way or another, but it's now kind of striking you that it seems as though, yeah, it's been a while since you've seen him. So maybe, um, Hey, Blaine showed up. That's right. Um, yeah, where's Blaine? I mean, why would he go out in the rain? Where, where was he supposed to be? Well, remember he left you guys at the the camp and headed this direction. And he got here. Uh, he wasn't at that farmhouse. Where's right. Blaine? Where is he now? And um, uh, was there anyone here when we arrived here? 
the way I had it playing out in my head anyway was that basically when the truck fell into the water, the sheriff arrived at the house, uh, knocked on the door, and basically said, you know, everybody, I need your help. Grab the cars. So basically everybody from the house was at the river. So Blaine was at the river too. Right. He was with, with yeah, at the river. Because uh, he was at the house when the sheriff arrived. Did Blaine fall in the river? And we nobody noticed? Oh, no. He, he came back with you. Okay. So you were, you were aware of that. But it's just like in the, I'm basically like fast forwarding it from okay. mid afternoon, say three hours have passed now. So it's around five o'clock in the, the evening. And you figure he, he's kind of been just not noticed really is what it comes down to. I, I hope he didn't go out into the woods. Does anyone remember which uh, car he was in? I don't know, his car? We'll just say the balloon. Um, can we look outside and see if his car is there? Yeah, uh, the three vehicles. You got the red car, the blue car, and the truck. They're all there. There, all the cars are here. I'll I'll go walk around outside, but I ain't going too far into the woods. I'll see if I can find him. Harry's Danny going to speak up again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Danny wants to step out in the porch. He generally has these uh, um, uh, binoculars with him, so he's going to scan round in case he sees him struggling anywhere or out in the, the distance. Okay. Jerry uh, looks around to be sure his. Uh, Rifle made it safely back to the house, did it? You know what? Just in case anybody gets confused, uh, Ken, Ken, do you want to just do a quick one? We're basically, we're bringing in Ken here. Um, uh, we're just going to toss him in. So Danny so, is his character. He's always been here. You know, that's right. <laughs> um, Dan, Danny's been hanging out with the geologists, and uh, he's not managed to get a look at this uh, stone that Rod Rod has got, so he's wanting to have a look at that at some point. But um, yeah, so he's wanting to kind of mix a little bit more. Danny's into the outdoors, and uh, he works hard as a student, and he's into the anthropology and geology. He's got a joint uh, degree. So as soon as I step out the front door, I'm like, Blaine, Blaine. <laughs> Apparently, Jerry's still oh, looking for his rival. Do I find Wait, it? Where is your rifle? Remind me. Um, you... Wayne, Wayne had it. Not Charlie, but other other Wayne. What's the guy's name? Um, William. William Panic. William. I think William fell into the water. I fell into the water. Did William also fall into the water? This sounds like another gun luck roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I rolled well, since Matt had... Uh, well, should I roll it since it's my gun, or should uh, Wayne roll it since William had it? Yeah. Or are we averaging our luck to find out what William's luck is? <laughs> that could be fun. I have a... What do I have in luck? I have 30... Oh, I don't know if I want to admit this, but I have 33 luck. Uh, how much luck does uh, Charlie have? 90. Well... Of course well, I guess Jeff can decide somewhere in between there, right? You're jinxing it. You know that. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and roll, uh, Charlie. Wayne. You look ready. Oh, man. <laughs> I knew it. I got a 36. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're disappointed that we still have a firearm? Uh, well, I, 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 that, that's what we get when a player is... Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to mess with Jeff real quick. 
That worked. I fell for it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, so uh, re retrieving it, uh, Jerry follows Tug outside. Actually, I would say that. Um, what's Ken's character's name again? Um, Danny. Danny. Um, yeah, Thomas he passed it off to Danny because he was like, "Here, you take it." <laughs> so Danny has it. Oh well, if Danny's already or, headed outside, or, Jerry or, just follows him out. Yeah, or basically, um, William would have just tossed it to the side, and it would have fell flat <coughs> since nobody really thought that Danny was actually with us. So we're wandering around outside. Blaine, Blaine. Um, Rod, Rod's going to go outside and and look for Blaine. Um, Jasper uh, doesn't particularly feel like going outside um in the dark yeah when i get well, how dark door, is it? there should be someone back at the house yeah check upstairs nobody looked up no. yeah I'll, I'll go and have a look upstairs and um as as, as someone I should be here in case he comes back i'll um i'll i'll bravely volunteer to do that well we ain't going too far but as I get anywhere near the woods, I like go, all right, little guys, truce, truce. We're just looking for Blaine. Uh, do I, does, does Jerry have any notice any footprints? Uh, okay, so hold on. I'm going to stop you guys for a second. You're getting ahead of me. Um, I did want to get this little speech in. Um, okay. So kind of like as you all are doing this, you're explaining what you're doing, which is great. Um, we'll say like just as you like open the front door to go outside, or open the back door to go out the back door. Um, Harry steps into the, the center and he sort of gets everybody's attention. He's like, look, I know Blaine's supposed to be the chief here, but but he, he let us out in, the, in this monsoon. Uh, and before he left, he, he said he'd be right back. Now we find out he was here. He was dry with you guys. Uh, what is that idiot doing out there? Um, did he even mention you guys that we were that we were back at the truck? Actually, he didn't. No. Uh, Lewis says this is the second time. Maybe he's looking for his wits out there. Uh, some of us were thinking of having to stay there all night. Uh, I got I got him figured as a jinx. You got you guys know about last time, right? Where he was supposed to be here, and the you know they had two dead people or, or one dead person and two missing. Yeah. Um, well, he can't very well jinx the trip by being on the trip and absent from the trip both. Assuming anyone can jinx anything. Mm. Superstitious rubbish. I vote Rod the new leader. Because he's like a football player. Does he still have the rock? What? <laughs> the rock. That you were so proud to claim is it oh, still yeah, in your yeah. pocket I've, yeah i've got that yes pat's pocket it's still there well that yeah. makes him at least as competent as blaine we could oh well, yes that could be his new nickname we could call him the rock i'll vote yes twice then so, I, I, I don't want a nickname if i pick up a nickname like that no one's oh that was the rain. That was the rain. <laughs> it's I'm going to patch this up. 
D- Danny says to Jerry, uh, oh, by the way, your rifle's over there. And uh, did you hear that Tug was going about licking stones? He was he was licking that stone or something like that. He's a bit no, of a weird guy. that was Harry. Harry was <laughs> oh, was that Harry? He was okay. licking toads. Stones. Oh, stones. That one you've got in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, he, he did lick that. I, I must admit that. Yeah, he did do that. Maybe that's what maybe that's what Splane's doing outside. Licking toads. I, I uh, just thought it that, was probably a vitamin uh, deficiency. We'll assume that at that moment uh, is when Jerry uh, picks up the rifle and uh, heads outside to follow Tug to uh, look for uh, look for Blaine. So Jeff, and also look it, for tracks. Is, is it light enough to see, you know, if we're scanning, if I'm scanning with the binoculars, is it light enough to kind of get a good view at this time? Um, it, it's August, uh, so probably the sun sets later in the evening, although it, it is just after that big storm, so it's cloudy out still. We're so also kind of like an early dusk almost. We're also kind of, in the midst of... Uh, Sugar pond, uh, sugar maples. So those are sixty-foot high trees. We can't see very far. The sun's probably below the level of the trees, so it might still be. I, I, I was just Tom. I was fishing for a spot hidden, but you've just kind of ruined that now. So don't worry. <laughs> Blaine, if he no answers from Blaine, so well. Let me ask: Who went out the front? Who out the back? Went out the front. Which way did? Uh, and I'm walking way? around the house, so. Sorry, which way did uh, Tug and Danny go out? Front. Front for me. To the right. Uh, then uh, I follow them out the front. Okay. Uh, um, I don't yeah, know how to Okay. Charlie, are you uh, looking or are you... I'm inside. I'm going to, while everybody's looking on the outside, I'm going to check the, the room that, um, that Lane was in and see if I can find out what he's up to. I, there was something that's just not right. Ever since he sort of left us um, at the, the site, um, saying that he was going to go to some sort of house and didn't go that way. I, I don't know, something something's up with him. So I'm, I'm going to snoop through his things uh, in his room. Okay. I suppose another good question is, where's Clarissa? Is she here with us? Oh, that. Yeah, she... Um... Okay, so she's not off snogging him in the in the right. Court. She's concerned, you know. She's she's like I I didn't see him leave, but uh, yeah, you know, come to think of it, I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't know. Actually, um, since she's there, um, and the guys are outside yelling and searching for him, I'll I'll start asking her questions, and I'm like, let's let's look in his room to see um, if he might have written a note or something like that. Just didn't want to bother us. That'd be my excuse for. Her sneaking through his things. But I'll ask her um, while we're looking, has he been acting strange or anything like that? Have you noticed anything off with him? Like he might, his mind wasn't really on, on the, the dig at all, like he might have just been spacing out or anything like that? Um, it's a good question. I think she's going to respond by telling you that it seems as though like she's obviously aware that he's uh, sort of fawning, fawning on her, um, you know, giving her a lot of attention, almost uh, protecting her like a mother aunt or a queen. Anyway, um, or like a jealous boyfriend. 
No, uh, yeah, that. Who's not really her boyfriend yet. Right, right. Um, and she, but so beyond that, she'll she'll say that not really, like she hasn't really noticed the change other than what she's learning today about the fact that, you know, he sort of disappeared from the dig site and... She was with us at the dig site, right? I believe so, right? Um, so he, didn't just, he didn't just leave us, he left her as well. I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, hold on. Uh, yes, she's part of the geology group. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. So beyond that, she doesn't really give you any more to go on, um, but she confirms that only just in this last day he's been acting a little weird. Um, you want to do well. First of all, let me ask: Is there anything specific you're looking for, or you're just looking for? What's in his room? That's that. Like when you go into the room, imagine he he has things set up in a certain way. What's what's in the room? Um. You know what? I'm not going to make. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I, I I will specifically be looking for perhaps like a journal or something like that that he might have been writing in. Maybe jotting down some of his thoughts. Okay. Um, you know what? That's a good idea because you would think he would have one, but he doesn't. Okay. Um, and beyond that, it's really like he basically just like brought his clothes, his you know, toothbrush, you know, anything you would expect him to take as far as going on a trip like that. Um, but beyond that, it's really like that's kind of like all he brought. Huh. Okay. And there's nothing unusual, maybe something that he might have brought back from the day? No, nothing like, unusual. Uh, yeah, I'll like, like check under his bed and stuff like that. Um, yep. But nothing. Okay. Yep. Huh. And no notes, I would say. All right. Um, oh, he's definitely not in here. Um, well, you can go go to the others. Uh, that was that was pretty much what I, I was doing. So yeah, well, okay, go, go good. Um, uh, any tracks? Anything notable outside? So at some point, uh, you guys. So you guys all went out the front door. At some point, I'm going to say you managed to walk around. I think uh, Tug. I think you said you're going to the right. You walked around the back of the building, and as you kind of come around the corner, you see he's kind of hanging out by the outhouse. And when he sees you guys all grouped up, he, he just kind of like lifts his head. And he looks he looks like you guys just caught him. If that makes any sense. Did you find something out here, Blaine? No, no. Uh, psychology. Why didn't you answer me when I yelled? I didn't hear you. Are you fucking kidding me? I've been yelling for five minutes. It's raining. Well, what are you doing out here in the rain? I just, uh, I just needed a break. I just, I just had to lock on on today, and I, I, this whole thing with the mole man, I, I don't understand. Dude, you just need to get in the house and get warm, and well, it's okay. It's, well, speaking of the mole man, the next time you uh, need a break, maybe don't go off by yourself. You don't want it to be your last break or to take a break with the mole man. Dude, don't scare him. 
Jerry just goes back in the house. Okay. Dude, it's okay. We're big guys. We'll protect you. Um, yeah. He, um, I don't think he even needed to do a psychology role because I kind of said like he, he was acting a little strange. So, uh, um, then in that case, uh, reflecting on that, Jerry makes as though to go back in the house and uh, just sort of like shakes his head in frustration and uh, lingers uh, sort of, he, it's like he turns around and wonders like why they're still standing out there in the rain. So he lingers and then maybe uh, heads back over there, but doesn't seem too interested both because he doesn't really care about Blaine and because he's kind of disgusted with everything. But I'm, I'm in the vicinity, but I'm not like headed right back to right where they exactly are. I don't know. How far is Blaine from the house? Uh, 50 feet, maybe. Okay, good. So what I want to do is about halfway there, I also want to be very uh, curious about what else is around there, looking around. And in fact, if if he has a chance to do so uh, while seemingly being impatient, he's going to wander at an angle to see if he can see what Blaine was seeing or doing, not standing right with the guys. It's gonna be he's obviously quite suspicious now. Sorry? It's going to be muddy. Well, Jerry's already been in the river, so that'll be fine. Oh. Come on, Blake. Come back in the house. It's going to be okay. It's just a lot of stress. Yeah, Tug, Tug's right, man. You, you, you need to come back in. We'll You're going to get stoked out here. You'll get pneumonia. We'll get a fire going. Well, we've already got a fire going. We'll, uh, we'll sing some campfire songs and... Uh, Tell funny stories. I don't know what, but I hear Charlie's got a, a whole bunch of funny stories to tell. Why don't you all do, well, except Charlie, because he's not there, or she's not there. Um, could you do a, a spot in? Let's do a spot in. Um, and I'll just give this to whoever gets to the lowest. Oh. Five. I heard it. I got a five. Five, okay. <laughs> I got an eight. Jasper, I failed. You, uh, you notice in that awkwardness that it seems like Blaine might be slurring his words a little bit. Can I um, can I smell anything on his breath? Yeah, I'll say with that roll, you manage to get a little in close, and he starts talking and. Yep, there's definitely an odor. Come on, buddy. I'm, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I think it's time for the, the subtle arms around shoulders, and we should shepherd him into the house that way by just two large blokes putting their arms around him. Come on, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat> Be a lad. All right. Um... Now, is when we get him up and started moving, is he like falling down drunk? No, not not quite that bad. Um, it's just like I said, it's just a, a little bit of a. It's it's something noticeable that, you know, there's something yeah. off with the way he's talking. Well, he's under a lot of stress, so he's probably been snipping some. Come on, Blaine, let's go, let's go, Famsla, Famsla. Um, I will. 
remind you, just in case you need it, you might already know this, um, there was rumors that Blaine had fallen into uh, some drunken... Yeah. Uh, back when the whole tragedy happened last year. So. Right. So he's backsliding. He might be backsliding. Um, That's understandable. Jerry, Jerry, can you do a spot hidden for me, but I'm going to ask you to get at least a hard. So this is a, a di obviously a different spot hidden? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, in this game, are double zeros the best or the worst? The worst. <laughs> That's a hundred. That's hundred. You walked into a door. <laughs> There's something I should do with the outhouse, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's starting to rain again. You're getting wet all over again after just having dried off. Um, so we'll say that things kind of return to normal again in the house. You guys managed to get a simple meal in. Um, it's the evening. Is there anything anybody wants to do before we go to bed? Yeah, Jerry has become convinced that there's obviously something in this whole occultism thing. What with all the weirdness going on and the witchcraft and the misfortunes and the weird dreams. And so even though he's never taken it seriously enough to have a higher occult score and he doesn't want to seem too weird in front of everybody else uh he's definitely going to uh do the best he can to uh, recall what he's read about appropriate protection rights and visualize them before going to sleep he's not gonna go around the room doing weird things but he's definitely gonna try to make use of what he knows to uh, reduce the uh, vulnerability to misfortune and I suppose if he could like I don't know maybe get away with like slipping a little bit of paper like uh, by the door that might have uh, a protective seal he'll probably do that he's pretty freaked out actually he's trying to act totally nonchalant about the whole thing Tug and Harry are taking advantage of that by telling the scariest possible stories that we can tell and just chuckling to ourselves. Right. Well, in that case, as soon as they start doing that, Jerry uh, like pays complete attention figuring that like their like fake scary stories are the best thing to distract from this unpleasantry and probably never makes it to like, you know, hiding little talismans, probably just uh, getting his mind in the right state is good enough because scary stories are just the thing for this situation. Um, Rod is going to rather proudly show the stone to Danny. Hmm. Danny checks it out, but he doesn't lick it. He just has a, a good look. Yeah. I mean, the, the tests we did at the time said that, that, that it was harder than diamond. I, I think maybe the equipment was faulty or something. We won't know until we get it back to the university. Yeah, this is a really cool find, Jasper. Or, or is it Rod? Rod, sorry. Rod. Faulty, says Lewis. Why? You think the... Uh... You think the testing bits went soft in the rain? Well, it must think be soft in the head. I think that maybe, uh, maybe, maybe something must have been off because they're, they're pretty anomalous readings. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, it doesn't look like anything special, does it? We, we used our Mohs scale to scrape, so we scratched it with a black diamond and it scratched the diamond, hmm. which means it's harder. 
Oh, and Danny, uh, when 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 you're finished, um, you might want to wipe your your hands. It's um, yeah, it's kind of greasy. Yeah, it leaves a kind of residue. I don't know what it is, but it's. Um, I mean, can you actually see it on your hands? Is it like that oily, or is it just the feeling of it more? It's kind of, kind of the feeling of it, yeah. Mm. Kind of in between uh, the the meal time and maybe just after. I think Danny wants to kind of pursue. Was it Blaine, the guy that had to, had to drink outside? Because mm-hmm. um, the thing that's crossing Danny's mind is. Is, this, is he down because of the last trip and they lost people or is there something else going on? So he maybe wants to kind of get him aside maybe after dinner or something like that and just try and get some info out of him, charm him a little bit or, you know, get his confidence and are you okay? What's, what's going on, Lane? And are you thinking about the last trip? And, and just probing a little bit to see if, he'll spill any beans considering he's had a drink especially mm-hmm. are you going to ask anything specific um well i'm going to mention the last trip where there was uh, I, I maybe wouldn't you know um go them about people that lost their life but um i'll mention you know are you down because of the last time you were here on the trip and the things that happened or is there something going on, you know, that, that uh, you know, we're all in this together, you know, and, you know, if I can help you, you know, just whatever we can do to help, you know, we need to make this work. Yeah. So he'll, he'll respond in by, um, he seems, uh, he seems appreciative that you'll take the time to do that. And he, he understands where you're coming from and that you're kind of sort of trying to cheer him up. Um, but you're not getting a lot out of him. He's, he's very, I don't mean to say he's standoffish, but he's mm. just not really sharing a lot. If, if that's, um, he will confirm, he will let you know that, you know, it's, he feels like he's under a lot of stress here because he's been put in charge. And now mm. there's been quite a few things that have gone wrong, I guess you would say. Um, and he's just trying to, to deal and cope with it all. And he's, he's having a hard time. Um, so, but it, it seems like as the evening wears on, it seems as though he's kind of, he's just quiet, really. It's not like he, he hasn't sprung back to his normal self. He's just sort of quiet and just taking it all in and, you know. At some do, point, I, I'm sorry. It's okay. I do drop in at some point, but, you know, uh, if it's girl trouble, was it him that, was after chasing one of the girls, one of the ladies? No. Um. He responds, "No, not really." Although, and he looks around to make sure that Clarissa is not within earshot. He's like, "I was kind of hoping for a little bit better uh, response, or a little bit more." You know, she. I can't tell if she's interested in me or not. Oh, don't don't worry about it. Charm. That that's girls. Don't worry about it, guy. You know. If if she's for you, she'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tom. Um. Uh, Tug and Higgins. Uh, 
Tug points out to everybody that that uh, Higgins actually took two years of tap, so he makes Higgins put on the uh, the Bigfoot feet and do a little tap dance to get everybody cheered up. Uh, real quick, um, I just had another like brownout, so if I disappear, it's my electricity went out. So okay. Um, <laughs> tap dance with the big feet. All right. Um, so I think we can transform into everyone eventually says goodnight, John boy. Lights go out. People start drifting off to sleep. Um, say around, I don't know, midnight? Uh, there's suddenly a loud banging on the front door. What the hell? Um, I like hop up. I hope it's not the little people. I think Jasper, Jasper wakes up instantly. I don't think he was even fully asleep. I think everybody on the first floor absolutely wakes up. Uh, Charlie and Clarissa... Um, Charlie, it's up to you how you want to react to this. Do you want to wake up and go downstairs and check or just stay, stick, stick in your room? Um, I'm staying in the room, but I've got my ear to the door. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go up to the door and be like, who's there? Come on out of here, you kids. What the fuck? I'm going to open the door just a little bit, but I'm going to keep my foot behind it to keep it from getting pushed in. Rod, Rod's going to pick up a good-sized piece of firewood. Uh, Jerry is not looking super awake, but he always sleeps with the gun within reach, and so he's certainly ready, if necessary, to uh, get into action. And Danny gets one of the lamps on as well just to get some light in the place. Who's the, who are you? Get, get out of my house. Who is it when I open up the door? I've just got it open like that much. Yeah, you, you've never seen him before. But he's what? like wobbling, and he's got a brown bag in his hand. It's Dude, clear. this isn't your house. You're at the wrong place. This is, this is not the wrong place. This is my house. I lived here for 20 years. What's your name? McLaren. I look back at everybody. Bring him in, Tug. Let's hear what he's going on about. Are you drunk? I say to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm drunk. That's a tough question. <laughs> Have you got any more? Sounds rough. <laughs> uh, I open it up and I say, uh, "We're we're renting this place." And I, I like I like sort of if he's staggering, I like help hold him up. But I'm like. Come out of the. Is it still raining outside? It's just a fine drizzle at this okay. point. Okay, but he's wet, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I, I, I sort of pull him inside, but I, you know, I, I keep him near the door, and I'm like, what the fuck? He, uh, he reacts. He kind of like swings his arm. He says, "Get your hands off of me." I think Rod, Rod's going to come in now. It's a bit of a, yeah. an added presence. 
just to sort of help box him in around the door. Listen, dude, they rented this house to us. I don't think you live here anymore. Yeah, it is kind of late, old fella. Well, who's 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 you who are you renting it from? Who are we renting it from? The school rented it. Miskatonic University rented it for us from uh, from some local company. They said that nobody's lived here for years. When was the last time you were here? He's he's gonna mumble. Oh. Why don't you let him in out of the rain? Well, I have. He's he's in the door. Sir, why don't you come in and sit by the fire and warm yourself up, and uh, then maybe we can sort this out? I'm going to ask for some sort of a role, whether whatever your personality skill would be. So, I mean, not intimidate. So, you're trying to like calm them down, basically. So, could you do either persuade or charm? Is that the same as whatever's higher, or? I mean, I can. You're saying I can choose either one, or yeah, either okay. persuade or charm. All right, I'll choose. I'll choose charm. Danny passed his charm. Uh, and uh, I passed. Oh, seven. I also passed. Double O seven. Yeah. Okay. So, had you guys pursued the tough guy act, he probably would have reacted differently. But it seems like you are trying to. You know, you took him in out of the rain, so he's he's sort of. Basically, he's an angry drunk. Um, right. But once you're showing him a little bit of empathy, it, he's calming down. I'm gonna uh, get the fire going. I I do want to make sure as as we're sort of helping him stagger over by the fire that he ain't got any firearms on him. And if he does, I'll just slip him out of his pocket. Yeah. You know. I think um drunk. he's kind of like a drowned rat at this point. He's been out in this all day right. drinking. So he. It, you know, his clothes are matted, so you don't see any, like, signs of a weapon or a fire. All right. Well, I'm, like I say, I'm kind of feeling him up. Uh, uh, but at this point, also, even though Jerry's getting the fire started, uh, Jerry isn't hiding the fact that he has a firearm. He just okay. sets it down next to him or leans it up next to the fire within easy reach, not on the same side of himself as the drunk man, but, not you know, not being intimidating with it, but definitely not concealing that it's there. How old is he? I mean, how old does he look? Um, I could try to look it up real quick, but I'm just going to give you a rough. He's, we'll say he's about forty. Okay, but is he also? Is he just? Is his hair all matted and his beard yes. and mustache and everything are all grown out? Yep, he's ab- absolutely disheveled. All right. Uh, what's your first name? Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, and what was that last name again? It was McLaren. McLaren. And you do know that that's where you're right, staying, McLaren. right? McLaren House. How long? How long did you live here, Jimmy? How long did you stay here? Um. Again, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just going to say I've been here right. for 20 years. Let's get this man some coffee. Danny was supposed to tug. We should ask him about the mole men. If he's been around for a long time, he must have seen something. I think he's really drunk right now. Let's uh, go ahead. Go ahead and ask him. I'm going to get some coffee from the kitchen. Yeah, I was going to say, um, as I'm hearing this conversation going on, I'll I'll end up coming down to see who 
who it is. So. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Charlie. Jim, Jimmy, this is uh, Charlie, one of our uh, colleagues from the university. You uh, um, didn't know this uh, house was being rented? I, I think I knew, I just didn't, I didn't know who was behind it all. I didn't know, I didn't know how long you were gonna be here. I, I just, nobody told me anything, I just know you guys are staying in my house. Well, uh, does uh, someone manage the property for you? Uh, I don't know. No. Jimmy, we had a we had a kind of strange incident here the other night. We somebody attacked a house from the woods. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, it surely was not. Um... A couple of us uh, took some injury. Seemed to be uh, some kind of uh, some kind of varmints. You uh, remember having many animal problems when you lived here? Uh, nothing beyond the usual. Squirrels mostly. They get up in the attic area. So I've uh, I've come back with the coffee. I'm like, so Jimmy, are you uh, you related to the sheriff? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, so you were Sarah's husband? Yep. I'm sorry about Sarah. And when when you say that, another um, wave almost comes over him, and he kind of like slumps into the chair. And when he saw you, Charlie, when he, when he saw you come down, another sort of it's hard to describe. Um, another sort of wave of, I don't know, emotion. Um, like, I don't mean in a creepy way. I mean, like, um, like, like, it, like it was all guys at first, and then all of a sudden a woman's presence is in the house, and he feels like he should s sit up a little bit straighter and uh. tries to, like, straighten his shirt. Um, look a little more sober? Uh. I'm trying to. He's completely out of his mind now. I imagine too the last woman he saw come down those stairs was yeah. Sarah. So, um, well, dude, you can stay if everybody's okay with it. He can stay here with us until morning and sleep. Of course. Uh, uh, Jimmy, you don't have like any knives or weapons or anything like that, do you? Uh, just my pocket knife. Would you mind if we kept that for you until the morning? Because we don't know you and we're students. Well, it was my grandpappy, so I don't really want to give it up. Um, well, when I'm not, not going to take it away. Just till you sleep it off in the morning. Danny, Danny goes was, over and says to Charlie, Charlie, why don't you try and get him talking? See if he can tell us something about this place. All right, um, I will try. I will. Uh, we don't have any. That's right. We we came out here with the bear essentials. So I was going to fetch some cream for his coffee, but hell, we don't have that sort of thing. But um, we have anything to eat? Not much. 
Not much. Uh, we'll say like maybe like uh, snack food, like I don't know what you would bring. Saltines. I, I, Jerry rummages around in his own stash and uh, comes out with uh, some uh, dried meats. Oh, wait a minute. William also Jimmy. brings out a, a shitload of candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, so he seems appreciative and attentive and... Um, so, I mean, so I, I mean, I guess as he's... Um, as the storm is going on out there and he's drinking uh, his coffee, getting a bit warmed up, I'll ask, so um, what can you tell us about this place? Yeah, we're folklore students, so we're here collecting stories. And if I needed to do, you want me to do a charm or something like that, or? Um. No, I don't think you need to, because I think you're doing a good job without rolling. Um, let me look it up quick. Let me see if I can give you something good here. Um... You know, he's thinking, he's trying to think of a story like folklore, local. He says, my granny once told me there's an old Indian graveyard around here somewhere. Uh, the, the farmers that originally founded this town, they dug it up and found all kinds of gold and fancy things. Uh, she told me that the gold was cursed and that the youth of our town was playing a, paying a blood debt for what was taken. Now, I don't know. Uh, but we do lose, lose a lot of young folks to stupid accidents around these parts. Uh, if you ask me, the blood debt is still being paid. Which, which, what? Strangest, which, which uh, I would say, I'll ask, what was the strangest accident uh, you'd seen or heard of? Um, they're all strange to together. In sky and, and I'm bringing up like ghost stories. I know, right? You're, you're skating a, a, a thin edge here. Um, well, I do it with a smile. <laughs> and candy. And candy, yeah. Um, yeah, but so far he's responding. Um, I forget his friend. wife is one of those ghost stories. <laughs> well, exactly. that's the question. Um, does he, I mean, it seems like he's, he's been out here secluded. Um, not sure if he's um, been into town to hear the rumors or these ghost stories or whatever. But again, I'm not sure. So I'm going. So off, I'm going off the assumption that you know he's sort of a recluse out here, sort of drinking and whatever. And uh, he's got to eat somewhere. Yeah, he so. goes out hunting. He has. Uh, what is it, the moment for, for breakfast? He's got a pocket knife. <laughs> Say, Jimmy, do you know where these uh, Indian grounds are, or is it all over here? I don't think I've ever been there myself. Um, I heard rumor that the uh, that the last group of you kids that were here, that that's where they went. 
Hmm. Uh, that that one kid that that died, I heard it was right around that area. Well, whatever happened to all the gold? I I don't know. I mean, either it's already been found and dug up, or I mean, I would think if it's still out there, the whole town will be out there looking for it, and they're not. So I would reckon so. Maybe that says something right there about these rumors. Maybe. People keep telling us about some old witch in the town. Do you know what they're talking about? The old witch. Uh, usually when people are talking about that, they're referring to Miss Bellwether. Yeah. We met Miss Bellwether. Yep. She seems like a nice old lady. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, I think, I've been here for a while. I think it, before the doctor arrived, she was sort of the... Um, she was sort of the local doctor, you know. She, yeah. yeah, she was that why, That's why people say she's a witch. I, th oh, really? I think so. Um, she was um, what's the word? Uh, midwife, you know. Anytime, ah. anytime a kid was born, she was there to help the, the mother. Well, she gave us lemonade, and it only had a little bit of pig's blood in it, so we were fine. Delicious. Uh, pardon me for asking, sir, but um. Um, since, since since you're familiar with this 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 part of the world, um, maybe um, I wondered maybe you could tell me what, uh, what 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 those things are in the woods. He looks at you a little quizzical. What they're, they're really um, they're, they're they're up in the trees. They're they're, they're kind of um, uh, aggressive animals with sort of uh, they're kind of like moles that they're like. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what they're called. I wanted to write about it in my journal because I saw one, but I, 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 don't, I don't know what the proper proper name for those animals is. I've never seen one before. I wondered um, if you could tell me what they're called. Yeah, that sounds like the same uh, same varmints that uh, bit a couple of us. I'd uh, I'd be mighty curious myself what they are. When when you say that, he kind of raises an eyebrow, like they they bit you. Ah, sure did. Had to uh, <laughs> had to get rabies shots and everything. Although uh, I uh, I still think uh, that was nothing uh, compared to uh, falling in the river when the bridge went out. There's a look of um. At first, like a very hesitant look, like he's not sure what to tell you, Jasper, when you asked him that. Um, but as you kind of, as you guys continued that conversation, again, he almost looks relieved. And he says, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if I was hallucinating those things or not. So you guys have seen him too. Yeah. I tried to make friends with him, but uh, Jerry decided to kill one of them. Uh, there are no hallucinations, that's for sure. Though, uh, though they did drag off the one I shot dead. I, that was a. Uh, I, I point to the surprising. windows. I'm sorry, they broke the windows. They broke the. I thought you guys broke the windows. No, no. We actually captured one of their their little people and brought him back here, and they wanted him back, so we gave him back. But they broke all of our windows. They that's seem what this uh, is right here. They seem almost intelligent. 
at, at least uh, kind of canon like. Well, I've only seen him in passing. I mean, I catch him out of the corner of my eye, um, but I've never like I never had an encounter with him like like what you guys are describing. That's crazy. We think they're primitive, primitive monkey people, and that uh, that we can maybe have communication with them at some point in the future. Um, so, they, um, King, King Tug uh, often likes to speak in the royal we. <laughs> but yes, uh, I think we all agree that they, uh, well, well, why not? Uh, why not show them, uh, why not show them the tool? So they have enough, uh, wit to make, enough wit to make that. You still have it, don't you? Um, yes, I do, yes. You well, now, now that now that you've uh, now that you've uh, said you've seen him, maybe you won't think it's uh, quite mad uh, if I say that uh, you were right to be surprised uh, that they bit us because, uh, well, it wasn't just their claws or their uh, little mole teeth or whatever they have. Uh, one had this uh, this primitive rock. So, of course, uh, we're not sure what to make of this. And uh, we're surprised there aren't more legends around about these things around the town. Although uh, I'm sure glad you uh, came by tonight and mentioned this uh, Indian burial ground. I've been asking, well, more or less the whole town about native folklore, and you're the first person to admit there was any kind of Indian-related tale. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. That girl is still out there somewhere. Okay. Oh, you, uh, do you know, uh, Emily Braithwaite? Sure. Yeah. Well, she wandered off again. Yeah. Seems like a bad night to do it. Really bad night. It's oh. raining. The river flooded. You can see you guys have thrown a lot at him right now. Yeah. And it's starting to just overwhelm him. And now he's kind of like, it's late. He's drunk. He's starting to shut down on you. All right. Um, so he's kind of like. Yep. Let's let him get to sleep, and we'll talk to him more in the morning. Here, I'll uh, I'll uh, get a hold of a spare bedroll or or some such like you. Uh, you want to rest up by the fire, Jimmy? That uh, that's mighty kind of you. Yep, thank you. So I uh, do what I said. Rustle up bedroll if there's a sheet. You can have one one of those too, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, um, well, so Jerry has just started drinking coffee to uh, have enough wits and be real lucid for this conversation. And now he's thinking, well, this is not great uh, because now the drunk guy can go to sleep and maybe he can't. Uh, but he's going to try to uh, use whatever he knows to, to relax himself. But then he's thinking, well, maybe he can just sort of half, half sleep or be half aware and then as he's drifting off, he's thinking, well, being that, uh, being that Jimmy's here, well, this sure would be a great time if the uh, apparition of Sarah wanted to, I don't know, show up in a dream or communicate or do anything interesting like that. But before, he's certainly not saying that out loud. <laughs> he's just thinking it as he drifts off or tries before, to. Before I, I drift off to sleep, I, I look over at Jerry and I see him sort of tossing and trying to say, you drank a lot of coffee, didn't you? <laughs> I said, "Well, you know what? Just, 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 
just make sure that Jimmy's not a vampire. And then I roll back over and say, good night. Will do. <laughs> good night, Tug. I, I don't, uh, I'll probably just relax for a while. Actually, I'm serious. Make sure he's not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to clarify, Tug, you and Harry are sleeping indoors tonight? We're inside now because it's all wet and muddy outside. Yeah. Okay. We just curled up wherever we could throw our stuff. Sure. Well, I guess if he's next to me enough to whisper, he's near the kitchen. Okay. All right. So let's do this first. A little mechanics. Uh, Danny, could you do a cow roll for me? You're muted still. It's a hard pass. Okay. I'm just going to count that for your first night. So you experienced okay. the shared dreams. You're familiar with those, right? Okay. Not to the word, but you're, you're aware of. Yep. Yep. So you were from the first night, you had that same experience as the rest of them. Um, okay. There's been, you've been here for two nights. This is actually the third night here. Um, you want another roll? No. And that's just that once you pass the one, you don't need to pass the anymore after that. Okay. So pretty much you guys know the routine already. You eventually drift off to sleep. Middle of the night, you have another dream. Yay. Um, again, this is a little bit long. Does anybody want to volunteer to read this? I'll volunteer. Jerry is particularly determined about the whole dream experience thing, so I think it would be fitting to read it. You are on a cold earthen floor. It's dark here, but not so dark that you don't realize that you are in a root cellar. Gnarled knots of decayed vegetables droop above your head. Root tendrils brush against your face and bare shoulders when you stand. You are naked, cold, and vulnerable. You see long wooden shelves lining two walls holding jars containing pulsing, slightly glowing objects. Could they be brains? As you begin to approach, you turn as you hear a low, ugly growl that makes your hairs stand on end. The growl transforms into guttural words speaking a strange language you don't understand. Panicking, you run toward the stairs, but in true nightmare fashion, the stairs never get any closer as you run and run. The roots grow thicker as you attempt to escape, grasping your hair and limbs. It is only when the strange voice reaches a booming crescendo that the roots part and you finally stumble onto the stairs. Guarding upwards, you see a sturdy-looking trap door barring the exit. The voice issues a final scream of rage as you hammer at the trap door and somehow manage to break it open, flooding the cellar with starlight. Sweating and panting, you climb outside to see that you are in a clearing surrounded by sugar maple trees. You take a few cautious steps across the wet grass. Something cold and sticky wraps around your ankles and begins to drag you back towards the cellar. Painfully, you are bundled down the stairs, and the last thing you hear before complete darkness descends is a roar of bestial laughter. You wake up, shaking in abject terror, the laughter still echoing in your ears. And So we all jump up? Uh, Yep. Well, uh, I certainly Ooh. jump up. <sighs> did, you, did you all have this the funny yeah. dream again? Let's go. Uh, 
Let's go look for it. Is there a cellar here in this house? We haven't found one. Let's look around for a trap door. Did Jimmy wake up? He's out of it. He's sound asleep. I, I, I walk over to Jerry and I look really closely at his neck. All right, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Not from whatever's uh, down there, if it's still down there. Uh, let's go find that trap door, shall we? Um, after like 20 minutes of searching around, you don't see any trap Well, we, we uh, well, how, how light is it or not? It's the middle of the night, so we'll say it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, when it gets, yeah, all right. Uh, no wonder it's so dark in here. When it gets light, let's, um, let's see if we can find something outside. Yeah, Maybe, uh, it's possible that the root cellar was outside yeah. in the field. Yeah. Um, if we get a, a, a good sturdy stick, we can poke around in the soft earth and see if we can hit a wooden door or something under the dirt. Um, that sounds good. There's a shed out the back, isn't there, as well? So there could be an entrance from the shed. And the toilet, the, yeah. the outhouse. Uh, just minor correction. Uh, can, there's no shed, there's just the outhouse. Okay. Uh, okay. Outhouse. That was the other show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Jerry is going to try to write it all down before, in, in case he forgets any detail. Okay. Uh, he doesn't think he ever will. But. I, I, I go over and I sit underneath the boarded up window and I lean against the wall and I just sort of sit there looking around. Oh, I do... Uh, I do try and look over to see whether or not uh, Jimmy has stirred in his sleep. He didn't. Nope. Okay. He's out of it. No, but has he stirred? Has he like, you know, does he seem to be rest sleep? Has he like tossed and turned or is he just dead out? Yep. Just, okay. He's, he's drunk asleep. Yep. Okay. Snoring away. Uh, is well, there enough moonlight or starlight <laughs> to have a little gaze through the binoculars out into the woods? Just for a, a nosy. Mm. Or is it still fo- uh, cloudy? Is it, is it still cloudy? <laughs> um, when you look out the... I'm trying to think, all the windows have been busted out. So yeah, you've boarded out all the windows now. Yeah. So you're basically going to have to open a door to do that. Um, when you do, you can see uh, there's, there's clouds, but it's patchy. Patchy clouds. Mm. So there's... There's mm-hmm. points where you do see stars and clouds and other points. Um, you certainly can look. Uh, do you want to do a spot hidden for me? Yeah, why not? Uh, that's a fail. Okay. It's dark. Can't really see much. Just close the door behind me and come back in. Okay. All right. Unless anybody wants to do anything, I'm going to fast forward. Well, I'm I'm having a real hard time getting back to sleep because finally, after all the spooky stories, I've got the heebie-jeebies. Which just brings up a good point because I'm not going to make you guys do a sanity roll, but because you've experienced now these shared dreams multiple times, so you might be getting used to it. But if you feel like they're mounting up and getting to you, you can voluntarily do one or two points. And if we fail... Yeah, just one or two. It's not, this isn't earth shattering. It's just, uh, 
it's it's weird. So Jerry's not even going to try to go back to sleep, um, but uh, he's just going to try to. Uh, now I don't know if you're going to make me make a worse sanity check, but this is what he's going to try to do. He doesn't think he can get back to sleep, uh, but he's going to try to sort of replay the dream in his mind over okay. and over again, try to notice things, try and make out a, in his memory exactly what the, the guttural voice was saying, try to write it down. Uh, if he can actually slip into it as like a vision, uh, he'll try that, but his level of success at doing those things in his previous uh, experience has been quite minimal, I'm sure, but he's making a very determined effort to do it until he gets too bored and passes out or just can't stand it anymore. I realize this is maybe a masochistic exercise of just inflicting terrible things on my character in this game to no purpose, and yet it's so in character, so I can't resist. Sorry, Jerry. Um, I like it. I'm going to say, let's see, can you do, can you do an idea roll? Um, sure. But I'm going to ask Hopefully. you that for a hard success. Oh, and that's just a, yeah, I got, here we go. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to answer your request for, for a hard success with a 96. Okay. <laughs> uh, there there's like something right on the edge of your mind and you're just, it's something's kind of digging at you and then you drift off to sleep. When I assumedly wake up with a start, I try to write down whatever I recall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all, it's fuzzy now. And I fall asleep leaning up against the wall, so. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do this. So it's the next morning. People are slowly awaking around you. Everybody's waking up. Um, let's see. Should we do, let's do a random dice. One, two, three, four, five. I don't have a five-sided dice. They're all five, which means Jerry. Um. Huh, what? I'll try to write it down. <laughs> Shake my head. Morning. Make sure the gun's still there. Yep, gun's still there. Morning routine. Uh, most people, when they first wake up, they usually have to go to the bathroom. So you make your way out to the outhouse. With the gun. Okay. A little nervous there, are we? Yes. Um, of course, I'm kind of eager to check out the outhouse, right? So after the whole, after I use the outhouse, assuming I survive that long, uh, I'm obviously gonna, you know, look around and see if I can find the trap door. Okay, so you make your way out. I'm gonna let you do two spot hidden. One for the way out, one for the way out. Wait, in. that's kind of like a bonus. Okay. So, on the way, oh, wrong scroll, hold on. Okay, on the way to the outhouse, uh, I roll the exact same 96 that I rolled before. So yeah. I assume it's just out of the edge of my perception. Okay. So I get so to the outhouse. I look around. Should I even bother rolling while I'm in the outhouse? Or I'm just going to say, uh, you do your business. You're now you're coming back to the house. Well, the but I've inspected the outhouse, right? Yeah. Okay. And failed to find anything of note. Right. Okay. So on the way back to the house, uh, this time, however, 
I get a extreme success. That was an ought two. Okay. Out of Perfect. 45. Nice. So going back to one of the first or second episodes, you guys probably have even forgotten about it because it was just a small detail on the map. I don't even know if I actually said it out loud either, but you might recall that there was a flower garden, a little flower bed um, in the backyard. Okay. And I don't even think it came up or if it did, it was just briefly, but one of the things that struck you as a little bit odd was that amidst this sort of, um, you know, the house was kind of dilapidated. The right. yard was overgrown, but the flower bed was well kept. There were some nice, hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, Tom, you know flowers well. Colors, maybe. And yeah, those. Uh, daisies. daisies. Yep. Um, nothing too fancy, just, you know, something you'd find in an outside flower bed. Iris. Iris? That's um, a hell of a lot of work. But Jerry, there's something that catches your eye as you're walking back to the house as something kind of white, um, which, you know, green and flowers and dirt, you wouldn't expect to see something white. Well, I go over there to see more closely what it is. Yeah, there's something in the heavy rains. It looks like something was washed away and there's something like semi-round and white. Um, without touching it, I look closely. Does it look like it could conceivably be a bone of some kind? A skull, maybe? Exactly, yes. Um, uh, who, uh, who in there is actually... Let's uh, let's see. Is there a uh, is there a role you're supposed to make to resist uh, an inclination that is unwise? <laughs> no, just role playing. Just all right. Know. Well, then in that case, uh, I myself resisted the inclination, so I guess we'll say Jerry did too. At first, I just wanted to dig it up, and I was like, "Oh wait, scholarship. There's a got to be an archaeologist. Who's the archaeologist in this group?" Oh, did we lose? Is that the, is he the one that went back? Oh, uh, Jack. You know what? I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, yeah, so unless you guys have it on your character sheet, I don't remember who was an archaeologist. You might not have one. Oh, well, yeah, I think it might have been Jack. Oh, well, in that case, having stopped myself, then I'm like, oh, that's right. The archaeologist ditched us. Uh, well, I could go get Blaine. Well, never mind. Uh, Jerry's just going to uh, be very careful in his efforts to excavate around the skull uh, so as not to, I don't know, mess it up. He's probably observed some of these Kind of processes, even though he doesn't have archaeology himself, uh, I just don't want to mess up the mess up the site or or the skull. But he's very eager to see what's uh, what's down there. Okay. Um, yeah. So you start to move the dirt around. Um, it's definitely a skull. You start to see the. Oh, is it still raining at all? No, it's at okay. this point now. The the sun's starting to come up. Okay. Great. Can I see if I come out to go pee and uh, <laughs> just notice him over there? Sure. All right. I'm just going to roll to see if I. Sure. Yeah, I do. So. Okay. I just come out and I'm like, 
And I just, I just, I head towards the, the outhouse because I got to go. Sure. And, uh, but I see him over there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. find something. And I just go into the outhouse. Well, if he doesn't come over here, I'm quite focused on what I'm doing. So I don't like turn around and talk. Uh, I just keep working. Uh, have I uncovered it uh, enough to be absolutely sure that it's a skull? Yes. Um, anything notable about this skull other than that it's a skull? <laughs> I mean, is it a human skull? How about starting with that? Yes, it's a human skull, yes. All right. Um, anything notable about it? No, not really. Um, Has it got a jaw? Yes. Um, okay. Well, I don't just pull it right out. Uh, I look around in the rest of the garden as methodically as I can, seeing if there's any other things interred in there. What are you doing? (laughs) Well, look, I found a skull. The rain must have exposed it or something digging around. That's weird. Too bad Jack had other obligations. I, uh, I know a lot more about the aesthetics of skulls than the science. Huh. I'm looking for anything else that might be in here. I'll go tell everybody, and I, I start heading back towards the house. I suppose Blaine might know something about archaeology. Maybe you can get him out here if he's a... Blaine's you know. not in charge anymore. Rod is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, it's not a cri- I, I say it's not a crystal skull, though, is it? And uh, Jerry, Jerry found a skull out in the garden. I'm telling everybody that. So, 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 so I'm in charge now. Like uh, for all, real? I'll look. We all look over at Blaine. <laughs> and Blaine's looking at you like, what? <laughs> Since when did this happen? Hey, I. Hey, Tug told me I was in charge. No, no, Blaine. Blaine is absolutely oh. not going to allow that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, pull um, yourself together, Blaine. Um, I don't know what to say now. And being a football player who doesn't know what to say, I'm just going to go, Go, Cephalopods! <laughs> I, uh... Cephalopods? Um... <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Cephalopods, yeah. <laughs> um... We, uh, I, I go over to where Jimmy is lying, and uh, is he still asleep? Did you say it loud enough to wake everybody? Because kind of, yeah. Um, he's coming I, out. I, of, I sure did. Yeah, he's coming out of his stupor. I guess extremely hungover. It's taking him a minute to realize where he's at, what he's doing, why he's in his old house. Um. And you guys are talking about a skull, and suddenly his, his expression just goes blank, and he looks white as a ghost. He's pale, and he's he's sort of like a, a trapped, a cornered, uh, a cornered animal. He doesn't know what to do, um, and he just starts yelling, "Stay away from it! Stay away from it!" What what the hell, Jimmy? Do you know where you are? You you showed up here last night. You were drunk. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my home. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, and he gets up and he starts walking towards the back door. 
Jerry found something outside. So speaking I'm, of I'm which, sure have I, there's a movement of everybody yeah. going out. Speaking of which, have I found anything more other than the initial skull? Yeah, as you're poking around, there are definitely other bones starting to make their presence known. All right, are they? Do they look like they've been arranged in any particular way? Does it look like this was ceremonial or ritual? Does it look like somebody just buried it to conceal it here? Yeah. Nothing ceremonial. Um, it looks yeah, like I mean, somebody hit a body out in the garden. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. Um, and so am I finding enough bones to account for like a whole body distributed through the garden or just as though it was like chopped up into pieces and put in there? Um, it would take you time to excavate, excavate yeah. the entire thing, but whatever, we'll say that in the time that you have, you find, you know, you find the head bones connected to the neck bone. Neck bone. Okay, yeah, so the point is they're connected. It's not just yeah. like I find a hand here and a hand there. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm not going to attempt to excavate the entire body, you know, myself. Uh, I, I'm satisfied to conclude somebody was buried in the garden intact. Um, and I know I can't. I'm not going to be able to, like, identify how old it is or anything like that. Um, I suppose once the... Uh, once we get down to the neck bone and it all looks connected, I stop, especially because I'm sure by that point, you know, there's other people out there, right? Yeah. In fact, who, so I stop well, and, and look around at this point, um, look up. Also on the way out the door, I'm going to grab Jerry's shotgun. Oh, I already had it. Oh, you I had. took it with me to the outhouse. It's with me in the garden. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. And in fact, I look around, I just, do I see who, who's out there by now? Or is everybody out there? Right. So I'm going to pause real quick for that. Um, I want to skip to a second to Jasper first. Okay. And depending on what happens with Jasper, we might go to Charlie. Um, Jasper, could you do a pal roll for me, please? Certainly can. Um, oh. <clears throat> No, I failed that. It was 95 out of 60. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's go to Charlie next. And Charlie, if you fail, I'm going to go to Danny next. Pal roll. You're muted. I got an 81 out of 80. <laughs> Can you spend luck on power rolls? No, I'm not going to spend luck on power rolls. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Danny, you want to give it a shot? Uh, 91 out of 65. Oh, <laughs> come on. Um, what about right, Jimmy? Then. What about old Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'm going to go back to Jasper then. What about the NPC? That's, that's unconstitutional. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, what, what about our alternate selves like Lewis and Rod and all those people? Yeah, I'm going to explain it in a second. You'll, you'll see why. Um, okay. I, I, I take note of your protest, though. Do, do, we, do we start chanting, one of us, <laughs> one of us? This time I have got 19 out of 60. Okay. Um, do you remember... Jasper, when Jack left, I had asked you to sort of take on the role 
that you were uh, friends with John Jeffries, one of the missing students. Oh, yes, yes. Right. So, you know, basically just to rewind, you know, you were buddies with him. Um, it, it hit you hard that he disappeared. All, all of that. When you awoke this morning, all of this is now, you know, this, there's talk of somebody finding a skull, a skull and a skeleton out back. You don't know quite what's happening yet. You're coming out of your sleep. It's still, you're still a little bit groggy. And you hear distinctly in your mind, John Jeffrey's voice calling to you. And he's asking you to help him. Did, did I get a sense of, was it, was it just sort of um, uh, a, a nebulous voice or a voice within my head? Or it, wasn't, yes. it wasn't in any way from a particular direction? Correct. It was, it was not, you know, it wasn't like it just came from behind you. It was, it seemed to be like all around you. Well, that's, uh, that's very odd. Um, um, I don't know the way this is going. This is, this is all getting, I just, I just came out to do some field work in the countryside. Um, I don't know any of this. Uh, I could, could I, um, I'm, I'm going to, um, I guess I'll, I'll go outside, uh, with everyone else. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll wait for an appropriate opportunity to, 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 to bring this up. Okay. Um, I'm going to have it so that, um, Jimmy exits the back door first. I think Tug, you said you were following him, so you're close behind. Um, and then behind him, Jasper will say you make your way out. Um, once you get outside, Jasper, there's an unexplained um, pull. You, you feel like you're being guided almost to the dark woods in the back. Um. I don't know why, but against my better judgment, um, I'm I'm just going to let it take me where, where it's pulling me. Okay. What are the chances of being that I'm outside in the back that I notice this uh, potentially suicidal behavior? <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on what's happening now at the ah, same time, right. <laughs> because now suddenly Jimmy kind of bursts out the back door and he sees you kneeling over the flower bed and he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out his pocket knife. Uh, then I go, for my, I go for my gun, which he is next yells to at, He yells at you to get away from her. Uh, I take the gun. I don't even point it at him now. I say, I'm very sorry. I, as soon as I realized what it was, I, I wondered if it might be. Uh, I hope there's uh, something I can do to make up for disturbing these remains. Uh, I hope you'll accept my apology. Uh, everything's so strange this week, and, well, we're all a, a bit shaken, and uh, well, our archaeologist has gone back to school or wherever. Uh well, uh, it must. Uh, well, I reckon. Is is this uh, Jimmy? Is this Sarah? 
And at this point, he's not even really hearing you anymore. He actually dropped his knife and he's running over to the grave and he's kneeling down and he's frantically trying to cover the, the bones. Oh, yeah. um, I cautiously pick up a little bit of dirt and uh, try to, you know, do likewise. But if he like looks mad or shoes me away, I don't. But if he looks like he wants me to help, I do. Uh, when I say help, I mean with one hand. I, I sort of yes. grab Jerry as I'm standing there. I'm like, dude, he's got a dead body buried in his garden. Uh, he said, "Her, it, it must be. It must be Sarah." I uh, shouldn't yeah. have. Dis I shouldn't have disturbed it, but Sarah had a funeral. We heard of all about that. Tug, remember? Uh, There's something here that don't add up. And I, I'm saying this quietly. Well, we can always. Uh, we can always. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll explain later. But we need to let him. Uh, need to let him uh, restore uh, the sight here. In fact, um, does, does do he, uh, Jeff? Does he look like he was fine with me helping, or does he look he, too like crazy? Kind of shooed you away a little. Okay. Bit. In that case, I'm wandering off with Tug. I'm still right. keeping an eye on. on well, we're you know, not wandering. We're standing there. Can well, I, okay. Uh, well, then I don't wander. <laughs> uh, I thought I maybe you wanted. Uh, Tug, do you want to talk privately? Can I can I do a roll to see if I notice Jasper walking towards the woods? <laughs> I guess I failed that roll since I myself forgot. Well, you were looking at the bones and shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was I'm so distracted I forgot about the roll. Yeah, that's fine, Tug. <sighs> well, I don't even know what I'm rolling, but I got a sixty-eight. Uh, we'll say a spot hidden, but it's not like he's trying to hide it either. So if you right. if you failed, I'll give you a bonus die if you want. All right, well, I, that's a fail, I guess. Uh, that's a 19. So I look at him and I go, Oi! Like that, and I, uh, I, I run towards Jasper. What's up? Where are you going? I don't run after Tug. Once I see what he's doing, I just wait. But I do want back off a little bit to give Jimmy some space in dealing with my... Uh, Haste, hasty uh, excavation. Mm -hmm. Does does Jasper stop or hear me? I'll say Jasper will say that you were just beyond the outhouse when Tug noticed, so you haven't wandered into the woods yet. Okay. Um, so if you want to respond, you can. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Did 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 you want something? Well. We got all this this dead body over here, and and everybody's looking at. It and I look over at you, and you're walking off into the woods with the they who shall not be named, since I'm not allowed to use the term anymore. Where yeah, look, I, I I just 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 trust me on this one. Hey, hey, um, I I um I just woke up with this really very strange feeling. Um. Like a, I guess a hunch or or an intuition or something. I guess you'd call it. All right, I'll go with you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just. Oh, it's difficult to describe, man. Um, I'll I'll know when I get there. All right, come on, quick. We 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 best go before the others notice. So I'm gonna go with him. But I'm I'm like looking around, making sure we're not going to get ambushed by monkeys. 
Well, I'm assuming that I do see that they actually walk into the woods, but I probably don't realize that they're literally going to walk into the woods until they have walked into the woods. And, uh, I, used to I go after them. <laughs> I think about it though. So I'm probably not very fast, but I decide, uh, if Jimmy still looks like he's occupied reburying Sarah or whoever that really is, uh, I do try to catch up with Tug and Jasper. Um, so maybe you can let me know when I catch up. Yeah, let me, so we're at a weird cross point here. So let me ask um, Danny, what, how are you reacting to all of this that's happening? Well, uh, <clears throat> I was assuming Danny was kind of taking up the rear, you know, after the initial people out going out of the house. Yeah. I was potentially going to follow Tug because Danny does have a weapon in case okay. there's danger. But if there's a whole group going, I don't know, maybe I should just hang back and see how Jimmy's going to respond to all of this. Um, uh, I also noticed that Jimmy dropped that knife, so I maybe <laughs> pick, it, pick it up for the time being and I can give him it back when he's got himself together. Okay, that's a good so, idea. I'll kind of keep an eye on Jimmy, I think, just to see what's going on. And uh, Charlie, how do you want to react to all this? Well, I thought, now, the question was, am I still in the house? You had me roll that roll, and uh, I failed that, Excuse me, that was kind of like as you first woke up. Okay. So now you're you're awake, you're, you know, um, all this commotion has happened, so it's basically you kind of have like two options. You can stay at the house and sort of, you know, what's going on with the bones, or you're seeing your other uh, friends wander off into the woods. Hmm. I'm going to stay because I want to know what's going on. Okay. Not right. Um, I mentioned that um, Sarah had been buried. She had a funeral, I guess, in town, which means that this might not be Sarah. Here's a question now. Um, since I'm out there, um, I would have gotten a good look at the skeleton, well, the remains, right? How much of the remains were dug up? Um... I'll just say to the point where I stopped when I knew the head bone was connected to the neck bone. That's yeah. what uh, Jeff said. So that's when I stopped. Yeah. I think that like, I'm, I'm so, go ahead. I was going, I, I was going to ask if I could roll an anthropology roll to see if I can buy the, the structure of the skeleton to see if, if I can determine if it was male or female. You need the pelvis bones. I know. They're buried. Yeah. I uh, actually uh, outside of this, Wayne. I don't know if you were here, but we we found out that Sarah had been buried in a coffin. But when they dug up the coffin, it was a it was animal. Empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here for that. Okay, uh, well, uh, I, I was here, but uh, Charlie wasn't there. Okay, because that that was when uh, uh, Tug and William and everybody else were talking okay. to the uh, the old woman. I'm I'm just thinking that um, uh, obviously the bigger picture is but it's not just a, us as students here. There, there'll be other students that have woken up and they have probably come out as well. 
So I'm maybe just checking in with Charlie to make sure. You know what? You know what? Because I, I you know, I keep on forgetting that there are other students. What I'll do is I'll, I'll, um, I imagine Clarissa is out, out here with us too. So I will uh, pull Clarissa to the side and I'll say, um, keep an eye out on him and let me, you know, let me know if he does anything strange. And then I actually go with the rest of the group. Yeah, well, I, I was going to suggest that, Charlie. You know, Charlie, let's. I, I give the knife to Joshua to keep uh, keep a hold of, and I say, Charlie, come on, let's go and see where the guys are heading, and I kind of nudge her on and and uh, kind of give chase because I'm a little bit concerned that something, you know, okay. dangerous then, might if happen. We're gonna, if we're going to switch back out, I'll take control of uh, Chloe's. Okay, great. That's going to work out really good then. Um, well, for me anyway. I don't know about you guys. Is this um, where our backup uh, NPCs become our PCs? Is that uh... <laughs> so? Here's what. Let's see. Let me ask. So, okay. So we have Jasper and Tug wandering off first. Mm -hmm. Jerry takes note and <clears throat> continues air to them. Jerry, can you give me a sense? Are you trying to just shadow them, or are you actually trying to catch up to them? Trying to catch up to them, but I can't claim that I've like rushed off like heedlessly to do it before they go in the woods. It's that when I realize what they're doing, I yeah. go over there. But I do right. want to go quickly enough not to completely lose them in the woods if I can help it. Right. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to like shout or like call attention to them. Okay. Because I don't know what's going on. When I think well, with I'm in their normal earshot, I'm going to say, uh, some if I make it that far, I'll probably say. What do you two think you're doing going off in the woods by yourselves? Shit, don't sneak up on us. <laughs> so, so did I, in fact, make it that far, Jeff, or what? Yeah, I'm going to say that, but, but I also I would like to know, uh, Danny and Charlie, I'm picturing you two bringing up the rear then. Are you doing the same thing? Like, are you just trying to catch up, or are you, like, trying to, like, stealthily sneak? That's There's no stealth in it. I mean, we're, we're catching up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tug, I'm not sneaking up. You're sneaking off. You snuck up on us. What do you all think you're doing wandering out into the woods by yourselves? Jasper's got a hunch. Yeah, yeah I have a hunch. Am I still getting an idea of where it's coming from? It's yes, still... and in fact, it's a little bit stronger now, too. And well, I, I have a hunch that... Don't shoot anything. I have a hunch that unless there's four or five of us, we shouldn't go in the woods. Are you two coming? I look back out the woods to the two who are coming. Everybody Come on. I can't watch everybody. Yeah, Ch Ch Charlie and me are traveling. We're getting there. I'm just going to keep following my intuition. Yeah. Keep, keep your eyes looking up in the trees for the monkey mo I'm sorry. The beasts or whatever you want me to call them. Look, I, I don't really understand what's going on here fellas, but um, if you could just bear with me and just keep an eye out while I, I'll, I'll just, I mean, maybe it's nothing, but I, I don't know, I've just got the strangest feeling. He's oh, not, Jasper, it's fine. There's uh, four of us here with you now. He's got uh, a feeling. Tug and Danny, could you each two spot hiddens? Two spot hiddens? Well, meaning one each. Oh. Uh, pass by one point. Twenty. Okay. Fail. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Tug, you, you're especially on the lookout for the moment. Um, and you do see some movements here and there, but they don't seem to be doing anything. Like they're not coming after you or anything like that. It's just like, you know, you catch a glimpse there and then boom, they kind of disappear behind the tree. As soon as Tug points up to trees, uh, Danny takes a revolver out from under okay. his jacket. Don't shoot him. They mean us no harm. Yes. Jasper, you're continuing to be, for lack of a better word, pulled. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you get closer, it's getting stronger. And there's there's an overwhelming sense of a combination of pain and sadness. And after maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes of going deeper and deeper into the woods, which are, the sun's coming up, but the trees are pretty dense, so it's still kind of dark here. Um, But at some point up ahead in the distance, it looks like there might be a clearing. Um, It looks like you can see sunlight shining through. And that's kind of the direction that it's pulling you in. This way. And I'll, I'll, I'll head towards the clearing. Right. So you get to the clearing. And it's not that big. I mean, it's maybe 100 feet total. Almost like a mm-hmm. circular area that's been cleared. And not exactly in the center, but close to the center, there's a rather large rock. Maybe about five feet tall, four feet wide, give or take. And that's when you see, you see John Jeffrey. He is, he's basically a rotted husk of a person at this point, but there's quite a few strange things here. He's embedded halfway in and halfway out of the rock. Oh, good Lord. You mean like his torso and is sticking up, or do you mean the whole body? We see it, but it's sort of like all Han Solo style. Um, it's like, like maybe from his shoulder down to his hip is uh, sticking out. Sticking one side maybe like from his forearm up to his hand is sticking out from the other side of the rock and then maybe a a leg or two sticking out from the other side um what the fuck is it moving or anything or is it just like it's a rotting corpse yeah it's just kind of riding there it's it's not moving really um Um, can is, is it is it possible um, I, 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 I want to look closer at it, but the other, the other uh, one at the same time, I, I don't. Um, How did it get in the rock? Uh, Jerry just goes straight on forward to look more closely at the horrifically, wondrously strange phenomenon. Is this going to require a sanity rule? At some point, yes. Or, I just don't think for myself. <laughs> but there's 
there's more, so don't okay. roll. Yeah, exactly. da Danny's kind of nervously looking about to see if the the movement in the trees is following them into the clearing, or is it kind of hanging back? You said it's a clearing, so there's no trees now over our heads? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, Danny, you, you definitely have the sense where you're catching little glimpses here and there, but it seems like they're kind of keeping their distance. Um, so, in other words, they know you're there. They're just not really doing anything about it. Um, can I, silly, but can I see that if I if I carried out my plan of getting extra food and sticking it in my pockets because I'm going to offer? I'm I'm scared to death at this point because there's another dead body, but I don't know if the moment are behind it or not. So. I'm going to like take whatever food I have in my pockets and like go over next to the, the forest, just set it there. Offer them a sock. It's an offer. I don't have any more socks. I have one sock. I think, I think, I think, I think Danny was probably traveling a bit with Charlie. So Charlie sees uh, Danny take a, he's got a little journal out and he's starting to flick through the journal when he's looking at the stone and that as if he's, trying to see if there's something in the journal that he's, he's got on him. Okay. Charlie, but, anything particular how you're reacting? Um, so, what is, so you say he's embedded in this stone. What, I want to actually get a closer look at this stone. Is it similar to the stone that uh, Jasper found? Or is it, uh, or is it something like mundane? Yeah, good question. It's very mundane. Yeah. Um, you said that um, Jasper recognizes it as John Jeffries. Do we all, for some reason, because we can see the face, even though it's rotted, or because we recognize the clothing, or do we just think it's some random corpse? I don't know who John Jeffries was. So. The, a student, right? Yeah, I, I know who he was. I know who he was. Oh, uh, right. The character doesn't know who he was. Oh, you're saying you didn't, uh, you, you never knew him. Tug but never knew him. Right. But Jerry, uh, I think we decided, has been at the school. While he might have known him, but I was assuming that we didn't recognize the corpse, but I'm checking that with you, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'll let you decide for your character. Well, like I was... feel like I might have known the guy. Okay. I mean, uh, it, but... it was in the news. So in other words, like, yeah. you know, you guys all know of him. Right. You may have seen it in the local school newspaper that he was right. missing. But is there anything identifying about the corpse itself? Well, as, as I've actually pointed out in other, in other things, that skulls kind of look like the person. And there's a reason why your face looks the way it does. Cause right. So what kind of check might it, might it require? I mean, it's certainly it's not like we were buddies. I just think it's reasonable. Jerry might have known the guy. What would I have to roll to actually recognize that it uh, could be him? Yeah, no, I'm saying you don't need to roll. I'm just saying. Oh, well, okay then. As your character, uh, if you feel like you would know and recognize him, then you can. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. It's... <laughs> well, hold on, because I want to... Uh, Charlie, were you? I didn't really yeah. hear what you were. Yeah, I, I was going to. So, I was going to get closer and do a bit of examination. Um, okay. I, I know that notice that the stone is mundane. I want to see what might have been the cause of death. So, you say he's embedded, um, but 
is there any sort of damage maybe to the top or any sort of uh, portion of his skull? Uh, I just wanted to know how he was killed and how he ended up in this position. Okay. And lastly, Jasper, can you give me a sense of how you're reacting to this? Um, I'm just standing in front of it open-mouthed, really. I mean, <clears throat> the, uh, the, 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 the student in me wants to, to investigate this bizarre thing that I'm seeing, but um, um, I, I knew him, and um, see, seeing a dead body is, 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 is one thing, but seeing the, the body of someone you actually knew um, is quite another. So I think I'm, I'm just going to stand there taking it all in for the moment. Okay. Uh, because not, not only that, but just the, it's, it's strange to wake up having a dream and having a weird feeling that you should go and, and follow something into the woods. Um, that's one thing. Um, it's quite another thing to have that experience and then actually find something. Yep. So th this is all really overwhelming for me. So I'm just going to, I'm just pretty much just sort of zoned out. And okay. Trying to take it all in. Uh, let me do this. So Jasper, could you roll sanity first? Mm -hmm. And let's fail. So I'm going to ask for 1d6 plus 2 because you knew him. Good grief. The character just continually goes insane. <laughs> oh, it's 1. So it's a 3. <laughs> You're holding it together. He's probably crying, maybe. It's that big lump of chocolate in his pocket that's giving him solace. Um... Okay, Tug, you're, I'm going to say you're slightly distracted with trying to appease the moon beast. The moon. Yeah, I've actually got my back to what they're doing, and I'm yeah. Um, moon, I'm saying moon. I mean mole man. The mole man. Um, monkey mole. Monkey. <laughs> moon and then monkeys. The triple M's. Charlie and Jerry, you're kind of being more investigative you're you're getting closer you're looking at it it's not a pretty sight at all there are patches of rotted flesh uh the body is frail and emaciated uh there's carrion insects maggots um the eyes are sunken into his sockets his jaw is hanging slack there's a puffed Purple rotted tongue protruding out of his lower lip. Um, the top of his head is missing. And you're seeing exposed brain matter. And yet, despite all of this rot and gore, the brain matter appears to be fresh. Yeah, like it just, just cracked open. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, I guess, with an anthropology role, to see how long he's been out here like this. Um, because he was missing for a year. I should know, especially with exposure to 
variants, things like that, he should be a bit more decayed. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'd like to make the same roll if that's possible. Okay, can you both hold that thought for a second? Because I just have a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the the brain has wires coming out of it. Um, cables. There's also sort of like uh, uh, looks like mushrooms growing. Um, um, and there's like a, a little kind of like embedded on the edge of the skull in between the skull and the brain. It almost looks like there's a little flashing light, almost like beeping. Um, and then... What color? Uh, red. Um, and now for you guys, I'm going to ask for sanity rolls again. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but would we have ever even seen a, a blinking red light like that? I mean, this seems normal to us as players, but would this just be the most bizarre thing? We I have mean, electricity. Yeah, but, but the, the particular, like, art, like, like the, the frame of reference of a blinking red light, would that just be out of yes. context? Um, uh, well, um, cars, car indicator lights, dashboard lights, things like that. You'd have a well, that, that's what I'm asking. I don't know very well you'd have about it. You'd have a little, blinking, a little blinking light bulb. Okay, I see. Yeah, it wouldn't. Um, you, I, I guess at that point, I don't know if you'd be familiar with um, LEDs. LEDs yeah. would be a bit. Um, that's right. That's, yeah. a, that's a bit more advanced, isn't it? That's a, that's a bit more transistor era. So you'd, you'd still have, you'd have blinking lights in 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 the twenties and thirties, but it would literally just be a light bulb. Okay. And probably uh, a potentiometer or something. And, and does it, Jeff, in fact, look like a light bulb, or is this stranger than that as I make my sanity roll? <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that, you know, I just presented you with this horrific image and like, well, what about the light bulb? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's some sort of electronic device, but we don't know what that is. Well, but that is how people deal with yeah. moments of shock, isn't it? By fo yeah. focusing on the minutiae of the, of the, of the thing and excluding the... the the bigger yeah, that's so, a very good point yeah, yeah i'll say there's the nothing check. there's nothing um it just it's it's almost like the light bulb from a flashlight okay so it's like a small you know um you know nothing nothing futuristic about it it's just a right incandescent light bulb and where do the wires go yeah they're just kind of like crisscrossing and they're not they're just in his body oh so they don't stick out right they go they're in. Like, right they're just kind of like yeah. on the surface of the brain and and then they, they pop up and then disappear again. And okay. What happens if we made the sanity check? Uh, pass. Let's see. How'd you do, Wayne? I, I passed as well. They're, they're telling me it's only one point, but I'm finding that really hard to believe. I'm going to ask her a 1d4. Um, I lost four points. However, um, I was going to say, regardless of uh, if I passed or failed, um, I was going to say if I lost any sanity, I wanted to, I mean, I'm just going to run this by you. I wanted to let it affect me perhaps maybe 
later on tonight. Right now, I'm sort of in investigative mode, but any sort of psychic trauma that I, I take out here, unless it's really, really, you know, bad. Um, I like that to sort of hit me full force later on. Once yeah, I, no, that's a good idea. Yep. Um, just make a note in case I forget, you know, just kind of. Because yeah, I, 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 I already lost four right now. So any anything further. Yeah. Would, yeah. Okay. Um, I know you asked about the age, but I'm going to jump over to, well, okay. So age, you're talking, yes, right? Like, uh, he disappeared roughly about a year ago. So you're finding the fact that the rest of his body, it does look like it's been exposed to the elements for maybe a year, maybe less. Okay. Hard to get an exact, you know, right. month, but yeah, it looks consistent. Pretty much, it wasn't recent. It wasn't right. like recent death. Easy. And yeah, at the same time, the freshness of the brain is what's really confusing you and throwing you off. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. Especially since it's open and exposed to the elements. Yeah. Um Danny, can you do a spot hidden for me, please? And you know what, Tug, can you do one too? Sure. That's a fail for me. Uh. I could put um, 14 luck, luck points onto it. <laughs> yeah, I failed mine too. Do you know what? I'm, okay. gonna put, I'm putting 14 luck points onto it to pass. Okay. I appreciate that as the GM. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Danny, this is all happening, and you look away for a moment. It's hard to look at to see this, this body the way it is. And tugs off on your peripheral vision. He's sort of on the edge of the clearing. And there's, there's something you notice maybe about 10 or 15, 20 feet away from the rock. Not necessarily in any special location, just you know, a little bit distance away, where the air is sort of shimmering now. Um, it's almost like you ever see like on, you're driving on a, on a highway and it's really, really hot and you have the heat waves coming up. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. So like you're seeing through it, you're seeing the woods on the opposite side, but there's like, there's something there in front of you about 20 feet and it's sort of shimmering. It's maybe about four feet tall, a little bit off the ground, kind of like shaped like an oval. So elongated. And that is immediately guys, guys, look, something's happening. Look, look. And you guys look and you do see the same thing. And the, the image starts to take form or shape. It's hard to describe because as you're looking at it, it's almost like you're seeing a window into another place. And yet that place, it's almost like somebody's taking a, a TV clicker and changing the channels on you. So it's like, it's flashing, like one minute you're looking at um, uh, a castle, the next minute it flashes and blinks and you're looking at woods and the next minute it flashes again and now you're seeing some massive tall spires that don't make any sense at all. Um, and it continues to just kind of fluctuate and rotate through these various images. 
Do we recognize those spires from the dream? Yes, yes. Um, and I think, Tug, you, you passed with a good one, right? A good roll, you say, 19? For what? Did um, you pass your spy hidden really well? No. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say this. You you kind of make your offering, right? Are you what are you doing after that? Like, are you? Well, I've still got my eyes on the woods. I okay. figure those are the smart kids; they can take care of whatever they're looking at. Okay. So I'm I've still got my back to sort of them. Okay. But if I hear them say something, I'll look back. All right. Um, give me one second. I'm just trying to. I think I think Danny incidentally just what is moving towards this port shimmering portal or whatever it is, you know, and he's wanting to kind of peer into it, but not not get too close. All right. Uh, I definitely want to get a closer look. Okay. Um, let me do this, Jasper. Yes. You're shocked by the, everything that's been happening. Um. You suddenly hear John Jeffrey's voice again, and in fact, his head and face, it almost looks like he's trying to speak, so it's starting to move, but clearly there's no words coming out, but you're hearing it in your head, and you see his hand, the one hand that's sticking up out of the rock, it points, and you hear the words, help her. Where, where is it pointing? Further into the woods. It's not pointing at the shimmery thing? Right. It's not. And then the last thing I'll say, Tug, you're keeping an eye on the woods. You're trying to figure out what's happening with the monkey moles. And, and I'm making sure that they don't attack us. Making sure they don't attack you. And you see something else move, and it kind of like dodges behind a tree. But it was maybe about four or five feet tall, and it looked like it was like a solid lump of white. All right, at that point, I'm going to get off my knees and jump up and start backing towards the others. And I think that's a good place to end it. All right. Cool. Excellent. Our players included Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy, George Sieg, Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our show free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in our description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the call of the Google role playing game. Until next time, luck and good gaming.